0: Welcome to Book Greco's Between the Pages.
1: I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the pals behind Book Grecos.
0: This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between.
1: Spring has sprung, the clocks have gone forwards, which means that March is
0: over. And today's episode is a recap of what we've watched, read and just generally been up to this month. Lauren. Hi Jess. March is over. March is over. Has it
1: been a quick or slow one for you?
0: Very very slow. Oh. Very slow because I'm back in the UK so Time everything's just slow, going okay. slowly. Started, started um, my new job as well so all of that is you it know. That should make it go fast. Mm, it should and it shouldn't because I'm just getting used to like going back to doing nine to five again. I know I only had a month off but Still, quite a long time, yeah, to like get out of the swing of having a rhythm and waking up at a set time every day, go to work, and use your brain for like nine to five, which is actually it's, it's hard work, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so it ain't called work for nothing, you know. It certainly isn't. <laughs> um, but I'm delighted to be back in person with you, recording these. Yeah. I do really miss when we don't uh, when we.
1: These. do you know what in future we shouldn't tell people when we're together and just see and if they can see tell if they guess yeah
0: i think that's one of those things that it's fun for us not fun for everyone else absolutely 100 <laughs> yeah <laughs> so apart from new job been up to anything this month um what have i been up to i have just been socializing quite a lot this month okay. um which has been nice um a lot of it's been like around work as well um so meeting new team going out for drinks with the team going out for dinners um which i've loved because i love that my new team are very sociable um that is good i'm laughing
1: because so at work i'm on the social committee and the only reason i'm on it is because i really wouldn't socialize if i wasn't on it so by being on it (laughs) i'm more i'm more likely to i'm actually now at a point where we'll have a whole discussion around like something we're organizing like, they're all going to go to Putt Shack. And so I'm, like, really engaged in the conversation. And at the end, of it like, just you know, I'm actually not partaking of this. I so <laughs> really found time without me.
0: <laughs> You're one of those. Okay, yeah, yeah. say no more. Mm. What about you? What have you been up to this month?
1: <sighs> it has gone so quick. I've done so much driving this month and not that many audiobooks to report from it. I did loads of driving with my family What have weekend. you been listening to then? Well, what oh, one and I had, like, had people. all the family in the car. And then... Oh, I did do an audio book on the way to a Hindu, which I think we're going to talk about at some other point. But it's okay. very morbid and about women violence, so it was really good to ramp up to. Wow! I do you know actually, we do need to talk about this because I told you about what happened on the Hindu, but I didn't dive into it. I went
0: clubbing for
1: the first time in. Well, when did you last go clubbing?
0: I went quite a bit when we were when I was travelling, but to a club. Yeah, we okay. went to a club on a couple of
1: occasions. So I couldn't tell you the last time I've been. Yeah. Gen Z have really changed what a club is.
0: Oh, go on, tell me. So we're all there in
1: heels and we're very dressed up, full face of makeup. We've done our hair, we're in little dresses, or in my case, a little play suit. They're rocking up in their combats. They haven't even brushed their hair, let alone straightened it. No makeup, tiny little crop tops and little bags like we all used to, you know, like Kira Knightley and Benedict Beckham, like that kind of era that we were in. Um, But actually at least Keira it was in a slinky silvery top they're just there in their car keys yeah and like sports like adidas top as well it's wild I actually felt a bit sad for them and they're like part of the fun of clubbing used to be that getting ready Mm. I never wore heels though we did to start with we did yeah at uni I never wore heels though yeah we then vans came in yeah and it was cool to wear vans on a night out thank god for us but yeah no so we were grossly overdressed in the club, grossly overage in the club. Grossly overage is what I was, yeah, <laughs> what you know I'm what? hearing. The good thing was no leery men. Left they were all there them. to have a good time. We went into the cheese room because that's really where it's at. That's, that's where it's at when you talk coming. We were really Sacrilege. waiting for the cheese room to open. Waiting for your I was time to shine. Blown away when they all knew the words to Skater Boy. I was
0: like, I'm sorry, I didn't know that you would know the lyrics to Skater Boy. Yeah, but like, look at Avril Lavigne. Look at what she wears. She's going out with Tiger. I know. What the fuck is up with What's that? What's going on there? Um, I'm loving it though. Good for her. Yeah. No. Great. Go on, Avril. All those conspiracy theories that she's actually dead. She's really quashed those. She's thriving. Yeah. Very much so, but Dido, where is she? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to stop us there before we get off track talking about Dido again. Um, should we talk about what we did today and the reason we're in person? Go on, because that's tell quite it. exciting.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, uh for any of our listeners who might happen to live in the Northampton area slash Corby, if you want to get into the specifics Aww. of it, um, there is a lovely new shop that has just opened by. It's called Mama Established. Uh, give her a follow on Instagram. Her stuff is so good. I genuinely think, like, it's our our audience, our, her target audience. Very much. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's got, like, Dolly Parton prints and jumpers of, like, a different Dolly Parton boot for uh, the days of the week yeah. and for different songs. That's she kind does, of, like, like
1: I, I, it's kind of like a starter kit. So there's one that's, like, all of, like, Elvis Presley suits and there's, like, mm. Dolly's boots Um, And she's done, like, there's a Spice Girls one. Yeah, I loved that.
0: very fun. Really fun. Definitely give her a check out. But even more exciting is she is going to be stocking the Book Reco's reading journal for a limited time, I think six months. So if you live in that area, slash know anybody who lives in that area, head down to her shop. Pop
1: on down. Say hi. You'll love it. She is the happiest person I've ever she met she is
0: her energy is infectious yeah
1: and it's just such a collaborate like she did not need to she could just she's got so much stock of her own yeah. that she could
0: just fill the shop but she was like
1: no I think it'd be kind of fun to like, support other women and so our journals are in
0: there our journals are fun. in there and so are a couple of other uh, small women owned businesses their little trinkets are going to be in there as well so it sounds like the this shop is going to be the place to be and it's really cool inside as well, is, like yeah. really funky interiors. Funky! We're bringing funky back. Oh my god, we are groovy chicks. <laughs> Talking of nineties, yeah. um So if you go, down let us know. Maybe take a few. Buy a journal. Yeah, please buy a journal. Um, yeah, so been fun, fun little road trip to.
1: Well, first time seeing each other since you've been back as well. Yeah, nothing yeah. like spending it on the M1. <laughs> um, right, last time we spoke. Mm hmm. You had not watched Daisy Jones. I have, and I had only watched five episodes. Okay. I have now completed it. You've completed
0: it? I completed it yesterday. Congrats. I have started watching it. What episode are you on? I think I started it Friday or maybe yesterday. I'm on like three or four episodes. Okay. Maybe. Give us your. First I'm I'm with you in that Daisy is not Daisy. However, I am at the point where I have start to see her drug consu- consumption mm. start to increase. However, I've got two points but I don't think Billy is Billy. I think Billy is too old and I think Billy should have been a younger casting mm. Someone a bit more... I don't want to say pretty boy because he's like rock and roll but I was going of that ilk and I think he's a little bit too old in the series. However, I'm with you. I think Camilla is spot on and she is the unsung hero of the whole show. Daisy I love but I also just think she's beautiful, the actress who plays uh, Daisy. Did you know she's did I say this in the last episode? She's what? Elvis Presley's granddaughter. Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh. And I, I saw online
1: that. that she, in Daisy Jones, wore Elvis Presley's guitar strap.
0: Oh, that is fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. Um. I Yeah, I just don't think she is Daisy. Like, I don't think she's as charismatic on screen as Daisy is in the book. Mm. And I don't think that comes across when she's in scenes or whatever. Like you don't get that sort of energy from her and her yeah i think she's a bit too mellow yeah okay
1: so i said my points about episode yes. five yeah episode six she's really on the drugs and i was like wow i couldn't have waited one episode till i brought this to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so she's very and everyone watch- else
0: is everyone watching it is going be on episode six and be like wow so Jess's understanding of she does no drugs is is um
1: and I believe her to be more of a drug addict from episode six like before she was taking drugs but like didn't have any of the other stuff that like Taylor Jenkins wrote about and it really mm. starts to come through from episode six onwards okay um Billy
0: Mm. I agree with
1: you about the age thing actually I think it's because they've given him long hair and like it weirdly ages him but obviously he had to have it for like the era yeah but he in episode or when they go on tour mm-hmm. I just like so felt for him and I thought he did such a good job of like being really left out and being sober whilst everyone else was having yeah. fun and I was like oh he's done this so well
0: mm-hmm.
1: Camilla slash Camilla no side note quickly I heard Billy call him Camilla and that's because Sam Claflin or whatever his name is is British and I was like Caught you. Caught you. <laughs> um anyway, there was a point, I think it was episode eight or nine or something, I was like, Do you know what? They're making out Camilla's be a wet blanket here in a pushover. She's not coming through as like mm. strong and wise and everything she is in the book, but Just then very level headed. But the then book. final episode. Smashed it. The ending is absolutely perfect. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. She was like
0: a bit weepy. I was like, oh so good. Oh yeah. my god, I'm so excited. I hope this is just the first of many of Taylor Jenkins' remakes.
1: They're not all series. So One True Love, the film, is, I think, actually out now, but as in,
0: like, that's mm-hmm, the film. Yeah. I don't know about Evelyn Hugo or what that's going to be. What that's going to be. And because I was sort of thinking, you know, how characters appear in one book and then the other, mm-hmm. like, what are they going to do with those actors? Are they going to use the same actors, for example? That'd be fun. Um. Yeah. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's definitely worth it. Worth a watch. It's not it's not amazing.
1: It gets it. Does like it like it, the magic really started to come through for me in the second okay, half? Okay, so it's
0: a slow burn, but also I'll by then because
1: I'd listened to the album on repeat so many times, oh, yeah, like I, I could have yet. become a Daisy Jones the Six band fan. Great, that made the magic heightened for me. Okay. Like it's literally what I listened. To. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm excited for you. Because it really does ramp up and become really great, and I'm sad that it's over. Fantastic. Oh, okay. Mm, Fantastic. Weird things that they've changed, though. Yeah. Like they cut out the twins. Camilla and Billy never have twins. Oh. And she doesn't marry. Is he an Italian prince? He's Irish. He's Irish. Interesting. Yeah, I was like, I don't know that that was. I did
0: wonder if that was going to happen. Yeah, it does. If she goes abroad and goes abroad. I think it was
1: the sixth episode or like okay. it was just after we'd, like, we'd last spoken right okay um also simone gets a whole new like backstory which i appreciated
0: yeah i'm starting mm. to see, see some of that yeah. on screen so yeah um, i'm
1: keep us posted lauren keep us posted on how your thoughts grow because they will change and evolve okay stay
0: tuned yeah. everybody stay tuned i know everyone's on hooks. yeah i mean that was book related but yeah we're each going to bring a book to discuss we are um Shall I start with Mad Honey? Because I've then. sort of teased it already. I I know I've already it. spoken about how I read it um when I first got back and had COVID. But um so it's written by it's Mad Honey, written by Jodie Pickle and Jennifer Finney Boylan. And so dual authors, dual perspective and here is the snob. It's quite a long one, so bear with. Olivia McAfee knows what it feels like to start over her brilliant picture perfect life living in Boston married to a brilliant cardiothoracic surgeon raising a beautiful son Asher, was upended when her husband revealed a darker side. She never imagined she would end up back in her sleepy New Hampshire hometown living in the house she grew up in and taking over her father's beekeeping business. Lily is familiar with do-overs too. When she and her mum relocated to Adams, New Hampshire for her final year of high school, they both hope it will be a fresh start. And just for a short while, these new beginnings are exactly what Olivia and Lily need. Their paths cross over when Asher falls for the new girl in school, and Lily can't help but fall for him too. With Ash, she feels happy for the first time, yet at times, she wonders if she can trust him completely then one day olivia receives a phone call lily is dead and Asher is being questioned by the police olivia is adamant that her son is innocent but she would be lying if she didn't acknowledge the flashes of his father's temper in him and as the case unfolds she realizes he's he's hidden more than he's shared with her what do you what's your first impression from that plot jess um that it was so long i didn't listen Fantastic. So I'm glad everyone Can you at home give me also, a summary of the SNOP. Okay. So, an essay on the SNOP, a, a summary of a SNOP of the SNOP. Um, Olivia moves back to her hometown mm-hmm. with her son after leaving an abusive relationship with her son's father. Lily moves to this same town. She's mm-hmm. the same age as Asha and they start school together. Anyways, asha and lily both start to date and then one day lily has been she's found dead and asha is arrested for lily's murder and olivia sort of has to go on this journey of defending her son but also recognizing that she has seen sides of her son where he resembles parts of his Mm. father's very um like hot-headed anger and he's on trial for her murder, essentially. I love a Jodie Pickle trial. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And so Jodie Pickle wrote The Perspective of Olivia. And Jennifer wrote The Perspective of Lily. And I don't want to give any spoilers because it is like the massive plot twist. Um, though I, maybe if you knew uh, Jennifer... In her other writing you could maybe guess what that plot twist might be okay. anyways loved the story of how the book came about like let's just pause from the book at the moment mm-hmm. but anyways one day jennifer was on twitter and she'd had a dream well she woke up she'd had a dream that she and Jodie Pickle had written a book together so she put on Twitter one day she was like lol just woke up from this dream when me and Jodie wrote a book together how jokes would that be Jodie Pickle replied saying what was the book about so they took it offline started DMing and Jodie was like fuck it we should do this we should write this book anyways Jodie Pickle I think at the time was writing the book of two ways and then she'd just been signed to write um a year from now, whatever her last book was. Jennifer was also writing a book. So they just had it on the back burner for a while, but then post-Covid, they were like, let's do it. So they just did it because Jennifer had a dream.
1: Wow. Meanwhile, I'm dreaming about owls the size of golden retrievers, which is what does a new that thing. Mean? Mm. Yeah, this big owl <laughs> had a dream. Remember, my mum says I don't do a dream story, so I'm conscious to keep this short. <laughs> but um, yeah, I had a dream that a colleague of mine... Found a video on TikTok of this owl that lived near this house that she had just bought, and when you went, Kieran, this big owl, we presume called Kieran, would swoop down. He was the size of a golden retriever and give you a hug. And that's that's what I've been dreaming about. Me There's people out there dreaming really amazing things that are coming published. <laughs> and I've got Kieran the yeah, owl. Yeah, don't
0: write that. I I for one do not want to read that book. I'm not Kieran the owl just in case. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no one wants to read that book jessica yeah um, that's great backstory great backstory right um, did you learn about it in the acknowledgments i did yeah yes so the acknowledgments were great uh, the book i also loved i it's just jodie Picoult just does so much research into her books yeah it makes me
1: tired to think about like
0: she so the main character is a beekeeper so jodie went and visited loads of beekeepers to find their process and understand what beekeeping entails and all these facts about bees and how to, like, keep the hive alive and what this means and what that means and wah, wah, wah. Did it add to the story? Uh, yeah, the, the book's called Mad Honey Yeah, but
1: was the beekeeping relevant to the whole crime? No Right
0: But, you know, it made it real because it was this person's real life Right And, um yeah i mean it was nice to have uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> you saying the book's called bad honey she might have been like okay i've done so much beekeeper research we're gonna have
0: to call the book Bad honey now okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah quite possibly um but it was like you know honey can fix so many ailments but mm. it cannot fix a psychosan, a murder trial we're not giving away any spoilers here well i haven't read it <laughs> no <laughs> um, but it's great i really loved it and um, I just yeah I couldn't tell I only knew afterwards that it was that they both wrote from a different perspective Mm. and then co-edited each other's work but they do sort of tease in the author's note that Jennifer wrote one chapter from Olivia and Jodie wrote one chapter from the perspective of Lily just for fun just to just to like fuck with Those the readers. two gals know how
1: to have a good time be sorry.
0: <laughs> um but yeah it was brilliant i um it was a perfect it was quite a chunky read i think it's like mm. between four and five hundred pages um but in true jodie pickle style um she does tackle a very meaty and very serious topic which i'm not going to Say because it's a spoiler, mm-hmm. um, but if you did some reading around the book, you I mean mean—you'd find out in five seconds. I just picked the book up blind, so yeah, I love you to know. do that. Um, but yeah, good reco. Lovely, thank you for that. You're welcome. Oh, and that was gifted by Love My Read. It was, and actually, the next book I'm going to talk about was also gifted by Love My Read. Oh,
1: busy. I know. Mine was sent to me by John Marys and it is. By Angie Cruz, who is the author of *Dominicana*, which was uh, a Women's Prize shortlistee, which I have read. Um, And this is—I loved it because it's like not a usual style of storytelling, which I always find quite impressive. So when you start it, you start with a page. It's called *How Not to Drown in a Glass of Water*. (laughs) Thank you. there was a drinking game for our podcast it would be like four fingers when Jess doesn't reveal the title of a book it would be two fingers when Lauren reads a synopsis that's too long
0: it would be three fingers when Lauren says I can't remember the name of the main character or what the book was about but I know I really liked it down it for a one (laughs) hundo
1: um I wonder what else there would be. We could now think about this.
0: We yeah, and if anyone at home, oh my God, please send us what it, it would please. be, because other people pick up on things you do. And yeah, say. I remember your cousin saying you say this all the time. Oh yeah, what was it? Well, it was one Hyundai and something oh, yeah. else. God knows.
1: Anyway, so you start "How Not to Drown a Glass" in a glass of water with a little spiel. It says "Senior Workforce Program, in the United States." And then it says, the senior workforce programme is designed to provide career counselling, job listings and similar employment related services. All participants receive extended unemployment benefits for the 12 weeks they participate in the programme to subsidize prevocational pre-vocational training that includes communicational skills, interviewing skills and punctuality to prepare them to re-enter the workforce. The final report will assess if the participant is job ready or not. The following are the 12 sessions and documents that may or may not have supported the final report and recommendations. So the book is told in these 12 sessions mm. that Cara has with her job counsellor. Uh, okay. And so also each one starts with, like, a questionnaire that she's had to fill out or okay, an application or something. But then each chapter is a one-sided discussion. And... Basically Kara has um she finds herself jobless in the Great Recession, so this is set back in two thousand and eight. Um and then we go through the twelve sessions with her, hearing all about her her history, her family history, her job history
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's really cool and creative and I loved all of that about it. I still don't know if I like Kara as a person. She's pretty insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> like you just sort of think Cara, come, come on! Like you're in a job, you're in a job interview type place. Like,
0: put it yourself in. together. brain it
1: in. So I actually folded a page when I read it because I was like, oh, kind of funny and kind of annoying all at the same time. Okay. So like, a question is fourteen B: Have you ever been involved in any way with torture? And she says, I mean, if you ask my son, he'd say that I tortured him. He didn't like when I looked in his hair. Put cream on the cheeks and then he has very dry skin oh and if i looked in his drawers because i wanted to fix the clothes he became angry it's like okay look they've asked you quite clearly mm-hmm. about torture and you're talking about going through your son's drawers and then another question they said that's quite have you ever suspicious. been involved in any way with badly hurting or trying to hurt another person on purpose and she goes what is this t- test trying to say about me i never want to hurt anybody i'm not like mama who make me kneel on rice for her looking at her the wrong way it's like they didn't ask you about that did yeah they? but obviously for the sake of the book it's how we find out about all her family relationships
0: yeah i'd like to think that that's just like her internal monologue it's not of answering
1: <laughs> those questions
0: okay yeah so as
1: you as you like that's why it's like car come on but obviously that's how we learn about her but yeah like it starts with she sometimes, she'll be on a huge, huge spiel about something that's happened to her son or her her relationship with her mother or her ex-husband. And you're like, this must be an internal monologue.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then she'll be like, oh, thank you for getting me another glass of water. And it's like, no, no. So she has obviously been saying this out loud to the okay. job counsellor. And then like sometimes the job counsellor recaps. So there's no quotation marks throughout the book? No. No. Okay. Correct. Um, But I... I just had to check because I didn't notice. Mm, yeah, interesting. Yeah, like, they're all on new lines and things. Um, I'm just looking at another page that's, like, asking her questions. So, education and training, high school. She's replied, the Yola house on the hill. Right, that's not the name of the school, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, this
0: program is doing fuck all for Gara.
1: Is what I'm yeah. hearing. But
0: then sometimes she's funny.
1: So this question: Are you 18 years of age or older? And she said, Unfortunately, yes. But I look like a teenager. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> so it was really enjoyable. Read. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like easy to get through, and that there's only these 12 sessions, and then they're broken up with like a questionnaire or something, and you're just learning more and more about her life. And like there is almost there is a bit of a twist in it within within that as it, we slowly sort of unpeel the layers of why she is the mm-hmm. way she is, why her relationships are the way she, they are. Um, and, yeah, it's it's mm. definitely a record. It's only, like, it's less than 300 pages. There's less than 200 pages. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and I think if something like Dominicana, Kana, which I have read, can get shortlisted for the Women's Prize, like, this is way more creative in okay. storytelling. <laughs> um,
0: um, is Angie Cruz a YA author?
1: No, they just got no. similar names.
0: Who am I thinking?
1: You're thinking of the thug author,
0: right? Oh yeah, well, quite, maybe that's who I'm getting mixed what up. What's her name now? Angie. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Four fingers. <laughs>
1: um. So yeah, as a record. Yeah. Good. I, I, I haven't seen anyone else read this, and I'd like to hear what people's thoughts are, and also whether they like her or found her insufferable. Because I'm I'm both. Yeah. Mm. Love that. Okay, you had another Love My Read book for us, and I think and I this know which is one it is. is the one that tore us. Mm. So Jess, myself, stopped reading <laughs> this book after 100 pages.
0: Yeah, and that doesn't usually happen with us, so mm. it's quite interesting that yeah. it has. Shall yeah. I tell them what it's called? Go on. <laughs> it's The
1: Last Party by Claire Macintosh, and we like Claire Macintosh's thrillers. We do. Can't remember any of the ones we've read. Now nah, they all I have very you. similar titles. Yeah. We like that one. We've mentioned that
0: one before. That's the one about, yeah. like, where your commute is being stalked and remembered yeah that that was good yeah okay drop the snop at midnight one of them is dead by morning all of them are suspects dun 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 very you know basic thriller premise yeah It's a party to end all parties, but not everyone's here to celebrate. On New Year's Eve, Rhys Lloyd has a house full of guests. His vacation homes on Mirror Lake are a success, and he's generously invited the village to drink champagne with their wealthy new neighbours. But by midnight, Rhys will be floating dead in the freezing waters of the lake. On New Year's Day, Fionne Morgan has a village full of suspects. The tiny community is her home, so the suspects are her neighbours, friends and family. And Fionn has her own secrets to protect. With a lie uncovered at every turn, soon the question isn't who wanted Reese dead, but who finally killed him.
1: And I so, just didn't
0: care. Just didn't care. I can sort of see there are there are a lot of tropes in this book. Um, you know, thriller tropes. And it did do that thing which gripes me in thrillers, where the person who has been murdered... Could have been killed by anyone in the book. Exactly. And that, I think, is a bit sloppy. Because, you know, it's not leaving much to the imagination. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like it's a bit of a cop-out. But that said, I I did really enjoy it. It wasn't groundbreaking. But it was like your average thriller. Mm. And that was what I was in the mood for. Yeah. I had COVID at the time and I just did not have the head capacity to read anything complex i just wanted something very easy and i really liked the relationship between the two detectives and i think if it weren't for that i probably would have done the same and not finished the book but i was invested in how their relationship played out
1: yeah no that's i think that's what kept me reading it's like i do kind of like seeing how these two detectives because they're kind of from like different Mm. areas 'Cause it's like just inside the Welsh border. Yeah. And I was kind of liked their part of it and I was yeah. like, Oh, stop interviewing suspects. Like I actually don't care. Just yeah. like I want to hear more about YouTube. But then it just got to a point where I was like, Oh there are other books to read. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I I get that. So So I think that was a good half of it, yeah.
0: Mm, yeah. Mm. So I don't know if that's gonna encourage anybody to read the book. But I, I did really like you it. You enjoyed your time with it. I think yeah.
1: people that like Love reading thrillers. Like, when yeah. we went through that phase of just reading thrillers, we were, like, accepting all the tropes. Yeah, yeah, Because we were yeah. in the thriller zone, and I think yeah. there are people like that. Yeah, My true. hairdresser, every time I go with a book, because I don't want to talk to her,
0: mm-hmm.
1: goes, oh, what are you reading? Is it good? And then just tells me about Lee Charles for the longest time, and I'm like, oh, my God, just to me last time, and you've, you've noted that I'm trying to read.
0: Yeah. It's so sad. You should just be like, not not Lee Charles' biggest fan, to be honest. <laughs> no, because then she should be like, oh well, let me prove you wrong, and I'd be like, I just want to fucking read. Do you know what I've started doing? Um, when I went to the hairdresser, audiobook. Ooh, really, pop in your headphones. But
1: I can't sit still and listen to an audiobook. I have to be doing a secondary activity, whether mm, it's cleaning, yeah. driving. Cooking.
0: Yeah, well I was just scrolling on my phone.
1: Yeah, see, I would not take in an audiobook
0: if I'm scrolling. Okay, Are interesting. You? Yeah, I do. Ooh. Yeah. So that's March. So that was March, everybody. Um. <laughs> you might have been coming to this podcast for book recommendations and... You got to. (laughs) You got to. And you you just got to hear about a life. And, you know, that's what you've got to stick around for these days. Because... But I think... Look, when you were gone, everyone was like, when's the podcast? I want to hear what you've been up to. I was like... Yeah, true. Not in that voice. (laughs) (laughs) Not in that voice. Um, Yeah, that's a good point. I hope that it is of interest. Yep, if not, we're going to do it anyway. You can come along for the ride or not. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed today's episode then like subscribe leave a rating and review it costs you nothing but it genuinely means the world to us and don't forget to share our podcast with your reading buddy if they
1: like reading books with you they might like listening to podcasts with you and if you don't already then sign up to our monthly newsletter at www.bookreco.com see you next week we'll
0: be here